Hello there, and welcome to the Nutrition Diva podcast. I'm your host, Monica Reinagel, and our topic today is dried fruit. How does it compare nutritionally to fresh fruit? Is it a healthy choice? Are unsulfured apricots healthier than the sulfured kind? What's a serving size? We're going to cover all the angles and hopefully answer all of your questions. Dried fruit, such as apricots, apples, raisins, and prunes, can be a healthier way to satisfy your sweet tooth than reaching for a candy bar or a dessert. And a recent study found that people who eat more dried fruit tend to have higher intake of certain important nutrients, including fiber and potassium, and to have healthier diets overall. Interestingly, they found that dried fruit consumption also tended to increase calorie intake on the days when dried fruits were consumed. Dried fruits are, after all, a much more concentrated source of calories and sugar than fresh fruit. But despite this observation, dried fruit consumption was also linked to lower body mass index, BMI, lower waist circumference, and lower blood pressure. The researchers also note that most Americans don't eat the recommended number of servings of fruit, and that dried fruit, which is more portable and shelf-stable than fresh fruit, could help to fill that gap. But you might be wondering, how does dried fruit compare to fresh fruit nutritionally? Well, any form of processing, including dehydration, will cause some nutrient losses, particularly in this case, antioxidants such as beta-carotene and vitamin C. Dehydration has little to no effect on minerals, for example, or the fiber content. Keep in mind, however, that fruits and vegetables lose nutrients just sitting around on the counter or in the fridge as well. Now, that doesn't mean that they lose all of their nutritional value. And you know what? The recommended intakes for fruits and vegetables take nutrient losses into account when determining what's required to meet your nutrient needs. So for all intents and purposes, dried fruit can be considered nutritionally equivalent to fresh fruit. And if you have one of those dehydrators at home, dehydrating fruits and vegetables can be a great way to preserve excess produce and to create nutritious portable snacks. Now you might be wondering about freeze-dried fruit, because in addition to the more traditional styles of dried fruit, freeze-dried fruits have also become more popular, and they offer many of the same advantages in terms of portability and shelf life. Now, freeze-dried fruits tend to be more crunchy than chewy, and they sometimes include fruits such as berries that aren't as commonly dehydrated. Just check those ingredient lists to be sure that they don't contain any added sugars or oils. Otherwise, these are a great choice. Now let's talk about dried fruits made with sulfites. Sulfites are often added to dried fruits to preserve their color and their texture. So for example, apricots that are dried with sulfates stay soft and orange, while apricots dried without sulfites, sometimes called unsulfured, are kind of hard and brown. Now, sulfites also occur naturally in foods, and they don't pose a problem for the vast majority of people. But about one out of every 100 people has an allergy or a sensitivity to them. And if you have asthma, your risk of developing a sulfite allergy is closer to one in 10. So if you are allergic or sensitive to sulfites, then you'll obviously want to avoid dried fruits and other foods that contain them. But if you don't, they are perfectly safe to consume. I've also gotten questions about whether it's safe or okay to give dried fruits to toddlers. 
Nutritionally speaking, dried fruits have the same benefits for young children as fresh fruits. But for children less than a year old, dried fruits can be a choking hazard, so you might want to watch out for that. But by the age of about a year, your toddler should be able to handle dried fruits, cut into appropriately sized pieces, of course, just fine. Folks also often wonder whether dried fruit is okay for people with diabetes. Both fruit and dried fruit are perfectly fine for people with diabetes, and they can be a source of valuable nutrients, especially if they're deployed as an alternative to a less nutritious sweet treat. However, because fruit provides most of its calories in the form of sugar, it is important to keep an eye on the amount that you're consuming. You want to make sure that you're accounting for any fruit or dried fruit in your carbohydrate count for the day or for the meal. And although it may be fine to enjoy a couple of servings of fruit per day, it's probably best not to consume more than one serving of fruit or dried fruit at a time if you do have diabetes. And this brings us to a very important point, and that is, what is a serving size for dried fruits? Because much of the water has been removed from them, dried fruits are a much more concentrated source of sugar and calories, and nutrients, of course. But as a result, a portion of dried fruit is going to be substantially smaller in size than a portion of fresh fruit. As a very general rule, the serving size for dried fruits is going to be about half as much as the serving size for the corresponding fresh fruit. So while the serving size for fresh apricots, apples, and grapes is about a half a cup, that's about 125 milliliters, the serving size for dried apricots or apples or raisins is just a quarter of a cup, half that much. Now, if you want to get a little bit more specific, the diabetic exchange system created by the American Diabetes Association defines a serving of fruit as 15 grams of carbohydrates and about 60 calories. So depending on the fruit, that may be a bit more or less than a half cup for fresh or a quarter cup for dried. As I said earlier, dried fruit, such as apricots, apples, and prunes, in moderation, of course, can be a healthier way to satisfy your sweet tooth than reaching for a candy bar. But healthy or not, these sweet treats can still cause tooth decay. In fact, because they tend to be sticky and often a bit acidic, they can be even worse on your teeth than some types of candy. Brushing your teeth after snacks, any snacks really, will help keep your pearly whites in good shape. And if you can't brush, chewing a stick of sugarless gum is almost as good. And brushing your teeth or having a piece of gum can also curb that urge to keep on snacking. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and maybe learned something about dried fruit that you didn't know before. You will find a transcript along with links to several related episodes on our website at quickanddirtytips.com. And if you have a question you'd like me to answer in a future episode, you can drop me an email at nutrition at quickanddirtytips.com, or you can call the Nutrition Diva listener line. That's 443-961-6206 and leave me a message. I would love to hear from you. If you enjoyed this podcast, please check out some of the other great podcasts in the Quick and Dirty Tips Network. They include Get Fit Guy, Grammar Girl, Everyday Einstein, Modern Mentor, and more. And I hope you'll also check out my other podcast with Brock Armstrong. It's called The Change Academy, and we focus on the science of behavior change. 
The Nutrition Diva Show is written by me, Monica Reinagel. It's edited by Karen Hertzberg, produced by Nathan Sems, and our amazing team at Macmillan Audio also includes Emily Miller, Michelle Margulis, Morgan Ratner, and our director, Kathy Doyle. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back next week. Have a great week. <laughs>